We've made it to the end of the week. We have made it to the end of the week. I repeat, we've made it to the One More Day episode. It's your boys from straight up Tennessee today on this beautiful Friday. Been a lot of rain in the mid-state, man, but it is looking nice today so far. Man, Josh Heupel met with the media yesterday. You already know what the one more day brings, man. We haven't said a score prediction all week long. All week, and today bro. is the day that we talk about the score. What do we think we want to see? What are the keys to victory, man, uh, tomorrow? And then obviously, man, who are the playmakers of the game? Offensively and defensively. Big show today, man, and a lot to dive into. But it's Friday. Get excited, man. I got a lot to say about what we need in Neyland Stadium tomorrow night. But it starts right now at the top of this show. It's go time, man. Welcome to the One More Day. It's Straight Up Tennessee, baby. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee. Today on this Friday morning, it is the One More Day episode. But you know what it is, man. It's the top of the show. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification right now, man, so you never miss an episode. If you're also listening on YouTube, join the channel, man. 99 cents? What? They made this too easy for you to join the channel and join the family. Get on there, man, 99 cents. You'll be a part of the Straight Up Tennessee family. Get you in our Discord channel to start. And it only goes up from there, man. A lot of great conversations that go on over there in that channel. Uh, everybody in the Discord is fired up fired for this up. game. Got the boy Dylan Elam. Shout out to the man Dylan Elam right now. Uh, one of our first members, him and Adrian. Uh, he's in Memphis, Tennessee, y'all. And he is trying his best to get to Rocky Top tomorrow. So follow me. Follow me now. We got people coming from everywhere to try to get to this game. It is that big of a matchup. But if you're also listening on Apple or Spotify, man, we're glad you're rocking with us there as well. Rate us five stars, man, and let the people know why they need to be listening to Straight Up Tennessee. Turn, man, we have finally made it to what might be the most meaningful game, I would say, of the year so far meaningful yes absolutely the whole i think losing to florida hurt so bad that this one just means a little bit more not just because of what happened last year but i truly believe that our season kind of leans on what happens tomorrow night i was about to say your whole the rest of the season's at stake I mean, I'm not saying my season's over, but I mean, if you lose this game, you're playing for a bowl game. I mean, 
your 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 expectations of the year, you know, of winning the East. I mean, that's out the that's out the window. You ain't gonna win the East with two losses. Nope. Nope. But speaking of like winning the East with two losses, right? I was talking to my pastor and some friends. My pastor's an Alabama fan. A friend of mine is a Texas fan. Um, and we were just all talking about it. He was like, and I said this, I said, can y'all believe that in a year, all we're going to be like, all we're going to care about is can we be number 12? Yeah. Fact. Like, can you believe that literally in a year, we're going to be like, bro, is, what, we 12? I'm good. We good. Because all you want is an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. And I feel like when you get to that point and when, once we get to that 12 team playoff, man, it's going to open up a whole nother can of craziness because, you know, we talked a little bit about this before the year started, just like, bro, imagine that. But now as this year is literally, man, we're two games away from the year being halfway over already. And uh, yeah, it's like, you can, you can kind of forecast a little bit, like you can look deeper into this and it's really cool to see like, man, if let's just say hypothetically, Tennessee's not number 12 right now, but if we were, you're talking about a potential matchup at Florida State to start the the playoff. Well, yeah, and like this is kind of like, crazy. What? And this just kind of goes to show you how down, in my opinion, college football is this year. You know how many if we was to take the top top 12 teams right now, you know how many SEC teams you would have? Top 12? It's only two. Two. And Bama is it's number two. Bama is number 12. Yeah, it's Georgia and Alabama. It's it's weird, bro. It's a weird the Pac 12 is running the top 25 right now. Believe it or not, you've got, let's see, you've got one, two, three, four Pac 12 schools in the top 10, bro. Big four. Ten. You got one Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. Pac-12 yeah. and Big Ten. That's it. That's it. I mean, it, it's still crazy because you still got – you've got Missouri and Florida. You've got Tennessee. You've got Ole Miss, right? You've got LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. We still have seven teams in the top 25, but we're used to having three or four in that top 10, and it's just – it's a weird year so far, I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to see, man. I would like to screenshot the top 12 right now and then screenshot it like the last game of the season. It, it will be crazy. I'm sure it'll be – I think it'll be massively different. Um, Washington has to play Oregon, right? Like somebody's going to lose. USC and Oregon, USC and Washington. Like somebody's going to lose. One of, those, one of those teams, Washington, USC, Oregon, or who's the other Pac-12 team? Or Utah. Utah. One of them is going to be top four. Yeah, they're gonna make sure of that. I mean, <laughs> if, if yeah, I mean, they're gonna those four are gonna beat up on each other, and whoever whoever comes out of the gauntlet is gonna get in there. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's that simple. It's that it's really that simple for the Pac-12. So, mm -hmm. um, turn Josh Heupel, man, he met with the media on Thursday. Um, final just updates, man, before Tennessee faces off against South Carolina tomorrow night at seven thirty on the SEC Network. 
I think the biggest um, positive coming out of his press conference was indeed the injury report, would you say? I think it sounds as if not only will Cooper Mays play, but it sounds like he's going to get the snaps early, meaning he may start this football game. What does that do? What does this do? If Coop does indeed run out there with the ones on that first offensive drive, man, like you and I talked a little bit about this offline earlier before we recorded, before we were like on the show recording, but the pressure it takes off of Joe Milton, bro. Wow. 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 And and all the communication issue stuff we're having, I think that fixes, I mean, maybe not a hundred percent, but it definitely improves. How do you let me ask you this? Obviously, it's different in run blocking and pass pro, right? Like that contact is different. I guess you can be rusty from not having contact, but how how could you truly be rusty as a center, right? Like you've been practicing, you may not have full uh, 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 in game um, conditioning. You know, I'm a little worried about his conditioning as far as the tempo is concerned, but yeah, I feel like he's ready to go and. What a huge impact, bro, this is going to make for this football team tomorrow, bro, if if Cooper does indeed run out there. Yeah, I think – I mean, I don't know if it'll be night and day, but it'll be pretty freaking close to it, in my opinion. I hesitate to say it will be night and day. I hesitate to say it because not only do you – like, not only does Cooper get back at center, right? Mm-hmm. You then get to sit Andre Carrick, who had a 41% PFF grade this week. Played horrible. You move Ollie Lane, who has been playing in an unnatural position at center for him. He moves back to left guard, potentially. What does that, like, what does that do? Does Tennessee look like a completely different team because of it? I hesitate right now and say, yeah, maybe it should. Well, and, and you get to open up the rotation a little more. Like, you know, you were rotating Ollie Lane and Dane Davis at center, and now you can rotate Ollie Lane at guard. And Dane Davis is kind of like a jack-of-all-traits. He can go really anywhere on the offensive line. Right. I mean, he's in a tackle some, guard, center. He doesn't well, matter. I mean, you got to think, too. I mean, if we get Gerald Mincy back this week. Mincy played last week. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Mincy played about 25, 30 snaps last week. When John Campbell came out, Mincy came in at left tackle. Mm, I yep. forgot. So, I heard. Yep, yep. I, I think you're going to see more of Gerald Mincy. It's can Mincy just act like he wants to be there? You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, can he snap out of this childish um, phase and just play football, man? Because Gerald Mincy is, I, I mean, let's just be, let's just say it how it is. If you told me I could have Gerald Mincy or Jeremiah Crawford, I want Gerald Mincy on the football field. Yeah, and I think – well, I, I th- who did I hear talking about this? I think it was the Falkwest guys. They were saying J.J. Crawford's not a 60-snap uh, guy. No, not they at all. If he plays 60 snaps, he's, it's really bad. He needs to play about 30, 40. Yep. And he'll, be, he'll be all right. He does a lot better when he does less snaps. That's exactly right. That That's <laughs> – that's exactly right, bro. But – um. Man, there's there's just so many things that 
way this like that way on this game. It almost feels like it's do or die for Tennessee. Who what 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 version of Tennessee do we get? Do we get the version that got the preseason hype who um everybody was so high on us and then we look really bad for one half against Florida and then everybody's kind of like I don't know about Tennessee. We bounced back last week like we're supposed to against a UTSA team. Mm-hmm. And now now you get back into SEC play uh, until homecoming week on November 4th against UConn. Yep. What we're going to know who we're made who we are and what we're made up to be after this game. And yeah. it it's important, bro, to win this. Like, I don't, I, you know, earlier, early, I guess it was a week or two ago, uh, I was talking about J.D. Paquel, who is going to be in Knoxville this weekend. Um, but he said it, college football this year, just win. And the sucky part is I don't want to just win against South Carolina. I want to absolutely beat the piss out of these guys, bro. I can't stand them. After last year, I don't like Shane Beamer at all I, I want to beat them by 70 but if we win you're still improving and you're still proving that you can be uh in that top tier of the sec yeah dude i mean uh i found a i found a cool stat earlier it really ain't a stat but um xavier Leggett, you know where he came from or like you know where he was uh uh I'll just tell you, I can't even think of how to name it. You know, he came to South Carolina. You know what he played in high school? What quarterback? Quarterback. Everybody. He Everybody came, was a quarterback. He came from playing quarterback in high school to playing receiver at South Carolina. And he didn't really like blossom until like now, it feels like. He didn't. No, you're right. Because he's been with them since 2019. Yeah. He just kind of. Came out of nowhere. Juice Wells gets hurt. Leggett becomes the go-to guy. Man, he has done a lot with his touches. He's he done a fly. lot with his touches. He can absolutely fly. He's a beast, bro. I really, really – he's a matchup problem at 6'3". Can run, man. I'm telling you, bro, he's Cordero Patterson. Like, he's not the best route runner at all. Mm-hmm. Like – just like CPAT, some Jason Swain said something about Cordero Patterson. Actually, he was like, uh, they were like, you know, Leggett reminds him of Cordero Patterson. He said, yep, because Cordero Patterson's still trying to figure out how to run routes. That's why he's playing running back right now in the NFL. Uh, and it's, but that's Leggett too. It's like, he's not the greatest route runner, but it's like, get him in space, get him the football quick. And that's, that's all you got to do. That's and, it. And it, this is, you know, they asked Josh Heupel, how do you stop a guy like that? He said all 11. And it does start with that. It starts up front. Can you pressure Rattler? You know, man, Spencer Rattler is not a big guy, Turner. He no. he he weighs 217 pounds. Like, he's got some, some meat on him, but he's 6'1". Yeah, he's not the biggest. He's not a tall guy. So it's like, man, if you can get guys in his face – Really, like, long, man. Just stretch your arms and just get in his grill. Man, he will panic and he will fold. Yeah, um, and, and gosh, I don't know, man. I mean, I think, you know, their run defense is awful. You know? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, did you did you see Will Rogers' numbers last week? Stupid. He threw for 487 yards. Stupid. 
there, dude, I'm temp there's opportunities, bro. There will be opportunities. Can we capitalize? This leads us perfectly into the keys to victory against South Carolina. Number one being defensive pressure. Can Tennessee get to Rattler enough? We don't need more quarterback hurries. We need finishes. We need sacks. We need sacks, and we need him to be on his tail and him to feel us. You know what I'm saying? We need the what game? What game we need? We need the game we had against Pitt. Yes, where we were just on what's his face all night. Slovis and, so, and I mean, look, even like you're hitting him, even when like he just barely got the ball off, but he's on the ground. I mean, you think about it though. We were all over what's his face too against Florida. Who's, Mertz. We were Mertz was hurting. Oh yeah. Merch was hurt. We were all over him, man. We just we're just like a second late, man. Yep. But with Spencer Rattler, I think it's a little different. You're talking Graham Mertz, 6'3, 225. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a little different. You got 6'1, 217. He don't want many of these hits, bro. Mm -mm. He don't want many of them. Um and, and so what what kind of pressure can we put on him? That is that is number one to me, is we got to hit Rattler and not just hit him, hit him, blow him up, yeah. make him feel you like he needs to know that that's happening all night. And if I'm hitting him, I'm like, hey, little homie. And I wouldn't have said homie. Sadly, I would have said a little something extra on it. I'm here all night. I'm here. I'm here. I'm talking about I'm here all night. And then you got to prove it. So that is number one for us, man. Number two, we said this a couple weeks ago against Florida, but it's true. If you can get to Rattler, the second thing you have to have is a fast start, man. Tennessee has to start fast against this team. If we score, if we put seven on them first and get a stop and do it again. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to hit you with something right here. Hot take. Hit me with it. Just came across my mind. We score first drive, we win by two possessions, at least. Wow. We don't score first drive, it's a three to seven point game. It's a close game. to the. It's a throttle. It's a down the line type game. Yes. I hate that. I wish you never said that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like it and I don't want that. But a fast start is important. I think – if Cooper Mays does indeed run out there, the tempo needs to be at a level that we've never that we we saw last week, but on another a whole nother level. Well, you said we you said you said it earlier to me on the phone. Cooper Mays is going to be telling Joe, "Hey, let's go, let's go." Yes, <laughs> let's go. Yes, that's the type of tempo we need. We we need. You know what kind of first drive we need. We need a first drive like last year against Kentucky in the dark mode uniforms. You, you come out, you run it. It's a run. Boom, dive, four yards. You throw a, a five-yard hitch to Cedric Tillman. Boom, touch the, or, uh, first down. Then you, you, you get back in there again. They call holding. We don't want that. We don't want no holding call. But they call holding. Then you get another little play. Hendon gets a nice little run up the middle. Next play. This is play four. 
Jalen Hyde on a wheel, wide open. Like, that's what we need. We need a we need something like that that just we just we scheme it up, man, and we just put something on their heads so fast that they're just like, oh my God, it's gonna be a long night. I think we need to score. I think I think to put it away and if we want to win by two or more possessions, when when we say fat or like when I say fast start, I think we need to score on a big play. Yes. Like, like last week. Like that's just going that just sucks the life out. Like 40 Bro. yard pass, 50 yard pass, it's like dang, okay. This is all night. This is all night. I'm here all night. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like that. That's what we need, bro. Um, number three, man, this is important because Shane Beamer is a mastermind when it comes to this. And it's special teams, man. It I, I think we're it's make or break, man. We got to be better. We have to be better. No mistakes. Man, if we block a punt, we blocked it. Don't go run for the football. D Williams, catch every football. Um, we're not looking for bad field position, but catch the football, man. Like, let's let's be in a place of alignment when we're running down the field, staying in your lane, not getting wild because you just want to make a play on prime time on SEC Network. Special teams, I'm telling you, is going to be a special and an important key to winning this football game, especially with Shane Beamer on the opposite end. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a, I mean, he's a. He's really good at special teams. I mean, don't get me wrong. One thing I would put with defense, like on defensive pressure, too, is like, um, man, I just drew a blank. I'll say it here and I'll think of it here in a second. <laughs> can't remember. Really can't. Oh, man. And moving on from the special teams, the last key to victory that we have um, help Nealon take control, big plays, defensive stops. If you can keep Nealon engaged, we are going to help you. Like we're, yeah, and, I mean, you see that in the Alabama game last year. I mean, you yes. said we fumbled that football, that place quiet. Crickets. Crickets, bro. Then, then we come out and hit that pass to Jalen Hyde, and it's like we never, we never fumbled the football. Yep. Yep. Nealon is a factor at night. You're going to have a lot of blasted Vol fans. <laughs> and it's it's going to be bonkers, bro. It is going to be. I'm prepared. I got my ibuprofen. You hear me? I got my Aleve. I got everything I need. Because I know if I don't take two ibuprofen before I walk into this stadium, I'm going to leave and not be able to even think the right way. And so, bro, it's going to be so loud, bro. It There's. We have every – everything is on our side, everything for this football game. And the only thing that the team needs to do is keep kneeling engaged. Bro, if they do that, it's going to be a long night for Spencer Rattler in the South Carolina Gamecocks, man. I'm sorry. It will be. That will line be. is at 12 that. now, by the way. I was. I was don't know if you looking. saw that. I was literally looking right now. Yep. Man. The line is at 12 right now. ESPN's FPI has Tennessee a 70.4 favorite to win this game. And, man, it's because we're at the crib, bro. It, it, it changes a lot. Can I tell you that almost half of Spencer Rattler's 
yards are to Xavier Leggett. 556 yards receiving from Leggett. You shut Leggett down. You shut. You don't shut. It's down, over. But you. It's over. You take a big factor out of it. That leads us perfectly, man, into who we think will be the playmakers of the game, man, on the defensive side of the football first turn. Who or what group have to be the playmakers of the game tomorrow night? I think it's linebackers, man. I think you got to send backers. I think you got to get pressure. I think that, I mean, you it's high risk, high reward. Tim Banks lives by it. I think you got to send them all night. Maybe not both of them, but you got to send Beasley a lot, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Arian Carter actually does pretty good in coverage. He so does. I, he does. He's very athletic, man. He's way more athletic than I thought he was. Yeah. I mean, he does, he does great in coverage. And, I mean, Elijah Herring, he, he don't do bad in coverage either. I mean, I'm not saying Beasley does bad in coverage either, but Beasley knows how to get back to the quarterback. Beasley might be the best linebacker we have in coverage. Yeah, but we also need him to be – he also is the best blitzer. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always with him, man. It's always the delayed steals. He sits back there for like three seconds, and he finds a hole, and he's he's there. He's there. Like, he doesn't give the quarterback enough time to even think. Think about it, yeah. For me, man, playmakers of the game, um, I've been watching too many – I've been watching way too much film um, over the last few weeks, uh, really this week specifically. Uh, from the Austin P game, from the Florida game, from last week. And somebody who's not getting a lot of conversation around him, but is a dog, bro, who I think has to play big and who I think they might line up on Leggett when needed because of the size. I think Gabe Judy Lolly is a baller, bro. Like yeah. watching him physical, he goes and hits, he wants the contact. He wants to hit. In coverage, you see him on a lot of pass breakups. He's had two balls thrown at him where he was out of position. Other than that, he's making the play on the football. Pass yeah. breakup. Tackling. <clears throat> he's 6'1", but his wingspan is, this, is, is deep, is very long. I think that Gabe Judy Lolly can match up with Xavier Leggett in a very dynamic way. I'm interested to see how they move Gabe around. I'm interested to see if Danico Slaughter gets the go on Xavier Leggett. I'm also interested to see, does Tennessee play a little bit more man-to-man? Because Leggett will eat a zone, I think. Um, And it's like, what do we do back there? What do we do? But I think it has to be Gabe Judy Lolly because he is, in my opinion, other than Danico Slaughter, he has been the most efficient uh, defensive back, just from watching film, the way he attacks the ball, the way that he um, really does play in such good lanes and posture and, and just position-wise, Gabe Judy Lolly is my defensive playmaker of the game. Yeah, I, I, I see that 100%. I mean, if Kamal hadn't starts, he better be ready because I promise you they're going to come right at him. Coming right at him. They're going to come 100%. Right Offensively, bro. Who has to be the playmaker of the game? Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. For me, in this football game, there's a lot of X's and O's that will be drawn up. Josh Heupel's going to open the thing up. He's going to he's there's going to be guys running wide open. Um, 
for me, the playmaker of the game is really simple. It's Joe Milton. And what does Joe Milton do under the lights? You get your starting center back. Can he relax? Can he play free? Can he play confidently? Can he be accurate with the football? Can that low percentage throw of 20 or more yards be a high percentage throw on Saturday? If it is, it's going to be a long night for South Carolina. And so for me, I think Joe Milton is and has to be that offensive playmaker of the game uh, because it does a lot of this will weigh on how effective and efficient he is um, back there in the pocket, also in the run game. What can we do with Joe in the run game um, that can honestly exploit and open up a lot of other things uh, tomorrow night? For me, I'm going to do a group and then I'm going to do a player. Group is by far the offensive line. I mean, I feel like that's a given, you know, offensively. But my playmaker of the game, it's time. It's time for him to prove that he is the dude. And Jabari Small. Oh! Jabari Small. I was saying somebody else. (laughs) I was thinking thinking about Don Teensy. I think it's Bari. I think Bari, I think Bari, like, shows people this game, like, hey, like I've been here, like this is I, I can do this. I promise. Because there's a lot Man. of hype around, there's a lot of hype around Jay Wright and Samson right now, which is great. They're great running backs, but Bari is a good running back. He's so good, bro. He's so yeah. good. Yeah, and he's I think so I, good. I think Bari is my offensive player of the game. I think he goes for about one twenty. Let's go, Bari. <laughs> Let's go, Bar- bro. That got me fired up. <laughs> Turn for my for, for 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 we haven't talked about this man, but the final score predictions, man, for this Tennessee and South Carolina game. Um, man, I've been thinking about this all week long. Um, I've had a head and a heart score for the last couple of days. My head has said one thing, but my heart is like, nah, this is it. And um I, I, I got to go with my heart on this one, man. And I think that it's going to be a little bit closer of a game than we wanted it to be. Um, I, I think that we make a couple of mistakes. Um, I don't know if that's an, I don't think that's an interception, maybe a fumble, maybe something stupid like that. Maybe a couple penalties that are on us <clears throat> that kind of put us behind in a couple of drives and, I don't know. I think it's just it's the flow of the game. It happens. I mean, gosh, even in big games last year, I can remember uh, us getting behind the sticks, but being able to overcome those instances. Um, I do think there will be some points scored. Um, I do think the defense will play well, Um, but I have the Tennessee Volunteers coming out on top in the dark mode, dark mode uniforms tomorrow night at 730. I've got Tennessee 38. 31. Okay. Vols. I think it's a seven point game. I think it's, I think that, I, I, how, let me give you the how. Uh, I think that Tennessee's up maybe 38, 17 or something. And we just kind of hit a, hit that, what I'm telling you, like we just get sloppy. Uh, we get, you know, we get behind it. Everybody in the stadium's like, oh my God, please don't lose this game. 
and then the defense just stands up one more time like they need to, and Tennessee gets the job done. 38-31, Vols. I think it's our coming out party. Uh, okay. Okay. Body up and we show them like, hey, like, we're here. We're here. I think we should. I think we shut them up. I think we get in. I think we get on Spencer Rattler, and I think we don't stop. Man, I like it. I ain't heard no score though. And I think I because I think I think Josh Hopple is not going to let off on this game. If he can score, he's going to keep scoring. I think. I like it, bro. I like it. Come on, don't give me the score. 48-27. I like it. It's almost resemblance of that 2021 game. It was 45-20, to 20, I think. I think I think Rattler, I mean, I think they'll score. I mean, I think there's I think they'll score quite a bit, actually. I mean, 27, yeah. that's a that's a that's a pretty good amount of points. It but is. I, it I don't is. I don't think Josh Hopple let off the gas on this one. No. If, if he can start, do it, he will. If we start getting up, like we're gonna keep going. I just don't think they can stop the run. I know, I know, I know, I know. Man, did you do you want to hear my head score? Let's hear it. My head score was 62 to to like 14. It was something crazy. It was like, <laughs> man, we just really put it on them. Like we, my head was like, bro, we've been the tiny, we about the busty dudes. But I just, I just I couldn't, I couldn't say that yet. And I hope after this game, I can ride with my boys again and tr- and really, really feel good and feel much better about having AM in Knoxville in two weeks without their starting quarterback. Connor Wegman is out for the rest of the year. He broke his foot. So that's a whole nother story here in two weeks. But guys, man, thank y'all for tapping in today on the one more day, man. It is that time. Dark mode is officially activated tomorrow night. Uh, stay locked in with us, man. We will more than likely uh, still on the docket right now to be doing a live show tomorrow, uh, live from the tailgate. So y'all get ready for that, man. Tap in with us for it. It's going to be an amazing, amazing day. Uh, we'll be doing some coverage on Instagram. If you're not following us there, man, go to Straight Up Tennessee on Insta. Um, and we'll be doing some video live updates while we're out there uh, of just the environment, man, and things that are going on on Rocky Top. Hope to see a lot of you in person uh, tomorrow. That'll be really, really dope. Eddie, my boy Eddie the Don, we're going to see you, bro, uh, tomorrow. Dylan, hopefully you get in, man. We'll get to see you as well. Uh, but, man, until then, y'all, let's go Tennessee. Go Big Orange. Tennessee Vols against the South Carolina Game Gamecocks tomorrow night, 730. SEC Network. Like, comment, subscribe. Join the channel, man. Apple and Spotify listeners, we love y'all. Everybody, YouTube, we love you too. We will see you hopefully tomorrow. If not tomorrow, then y'all already know. We'll see you on the next day episode where we will be celebrating a Tennessee W. You already know what it is, man. It's the boys from Straight Up Tennessee. Have a great rest of your Friday and go Vols.